Fuck. Getting hit with a basketball hurts. I'm Matt. I'm Paul. Welcome to Basketballers. Matt scared my brand new fucking cat with that. <laughs> I adopted a cat last week. And Matt's just throwing t- tissue boxes Sorry. around up here for sound effects. Sorry, Harper. It, it was worth it. <laughs> worth it to you. I gotta deal with the fallout of this now. Alright, so Paul's gonna go check on his cat. And I'm gonna get started. The reason that you heard that dramatic sound at the beginning of the pod today is... Fuck James Harden. Uh, there's like some conflicting reporting on this. The Athletic makes it sound like it's not as big of a deal. I'm just gonna like believe in my head that it's a big deal that James Harden and a rookie got into it at practice, and James Harden threw a fucking basketball at him. Which it sounds like it was just competitive NBA players playing, and like people throw balls. It happens all the fucking time. But I want to think that James Harden was just being like a huge dick because he is and was just throwing the basketball at some unassuming rookie who, you know, poor dude just is getting used to the NBA. Yeah. I want to put this into context. Imagine you're a cat and you're in a new house and someone you've never seen before shows up and throws a tissue box. You would be pretty scared. Matt, you are James Harden. Well, Fuck you, man. That's not the only that's not the only parallel because I have gained weight during the pandemic. James Harden got fat as shit in the offseason because all he's doing is going to fucking Hotland in Vegas. You're left-handed. We are left-handed. Uh we both grow beards. Yeah. Wow. Um you both hate the Rockets. Shit. <laughs> are James Harden and I best friends? Okay, so it's really funny because the Harden saga just continues to be more hilarious every single day. James Harden opens up, like, training camp press conference, media availability, and this guy in Houston was just, he could tell that he was, like, done with James Harden's shit, and he's like, so, can you tell me about why you thought it was a good idea to go to Vegas and Atlanta? Like, what were you doing there? He, spoiler alert, he had been going to strip clubs in Vegas and Atlanta right. because that's what he does is go to strip clubs. And everyone knows this. Yeah, it's just a known thing. I mean, Daryl Morey, like, when he was with the Rockets, the previous general manager, he would, like, it was basically a known thing of, okay, his his whole, like, I think his whole mantra was, like, James Harden's amazing. The team's going to stay over extra days if he needs to go to a strip club, spend fucking $50,000. It's like a Dennis Rodman light type it, thing. It really does basically. have Dennis Rodman vibes, where the team is like, look, you got to do what you got to do off the court, but if you show up and you play and you drop like a 40-point triple-double, we're good. Go to Vegas. Right. And he did. A lot. Yep. So anyway, this this reporter was asking, he's like, so can you explain why you were in Vegas and Atlanta when the team is getting ready in Houston for the season? And he's like... Well, I was training. And he was like, you were training? Getting that like, yeah, it's my personal, my personal trainers. Yeah, called strippers. Called strip. Well, let's call them dancers. Escorts? I want to give them a little... I don't know if they're escorts. I think they're dancers. Okay. I'm not going to I'm not gonna take this shit on them. They're just trying to make a living. No, I wasn't, I wasn't demeaning the working class. How much money over his career do you think James Harden has spent in a strip club? Ooh. Over under what Paul George has spent trying to get abortions. Huh? <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah, you didn't no, know about that? No, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I think Paul George offered a million. I think it was to a stripper. Or a dancer. To get an abortion. That was a thing like five years ago. James Harden has absolutely spent more than a million dollars. That's true. Yeah, he spent like 100k in one night. To me, the over under, like I would set it at probably like four or five million dollars. That's I'd, a crazy amount. I'd probably take the over. Honestly. <laughs> well, I mean, he just gifted the baby like 300k just in gifts, so he's clearly not about hanging on to his personal wealth. 
That'll be interesting to see in about 10, 15 years. Yeah, that could be a trick. I mean, that could be one of those horror stories. Yeah. He's, he's going to end up in North Korea. Like <laughs> T.O. or something. Go full Rodman. Never go full Rodman. No. <laughs> Shout out to Dennis Rodman. I actually feel bad. He, he had a, like a rough upbringing. And I, he's a very complicated guy. So. Matt, have, have you ever seen the Eric Andre show? Yes. Have you seen the episode with him on it? Yes. <laughs> He's like the only one on the show who's not weirded out. All this weird shit Eric Andre is doing, and Rodman's just like, yeah. yeah. So I feel like out of, <laughs> I've seen most of the celebrity interviews. Eric, shout out to Eric Andre, by the way. He's fucking hilarious. But He is good. Um, I think the, I would say there's one other person who wasn't weirded out. Actually, two other people. Tyler, the creator, who was like in on it because he, he's just crazy. He was absolutely yeah, in on it. Yes. But then... Investigate 311. Yeah. <laughs> but the Jack Black interview, I don't know if you've seen that. It's actually yeah. really funny because Jack Black, I guess, like, he said he knew pretty much what he was getting into, but he didn't want to know any of the specifics they were going to do because he wanted to be surprised. That's because Jack Black is a pro. Yeah. Also, like, huge, huge shout out to Jack Black. Jack Black is the shit. He is the shit. Like... He's the absolute shit. Jack Black is look. He he's played some corny characters in some movies, like whatever. But but he knows his role, and he's also he's a real one, man. Like he is. I don't know. Like I align with him politically. I think he's just he's, he's always like he's a making cool like dude. uplifting stuff now in his free yeah. time. Also, he, I think he built a fucking skate ramp in his backyard, like I'll, just cause. Also, go on YouTube, everybody, and um, search Jack Black singing the national anthem for the LA Sparks, their WNBA team. It's fucking awesome. Jack Black's just so good at yeah. like everything. He's he just does. A, like he's a guy that I would just love to hang out with. He'd be yeah. so fun to just like chill, hang out, listen to music, whatever. Oh yeah, shout out to Jack Black. And everyone loves Tenacious D too. Yeah, I mean, all right, we we got Tenacious, way side, Tenacious D is the shit. We got way side track. Shout out to everyone there that we mentioned. Anyway. Fuck off to James Harden. So, yeah, I mean, James Harden just be... So, here's the thing that's... Here's the the predicament that James Harden is in is self-created. Fucking shocker, because that's literally what he's done. His entire career has created these ridiculous situations that were completely avoidable. Yeah, but when, yet, here we are. Yeah, he's kind of the guy where he's always like, why is there so much drama? I hate drama. And then it's like, because uh, it's you. After a while, if there's always drama around you. It's appropriate that he's on TNT so much. Uh, <laughs> we know drama. Oh, bad, bad dad joke. <laughs> but yeah, no, Paul, you're, you're 100% right. Like, he's always, it's always like, what? Why, why does our team have such bad chemistry? Maybe because you're a fucking terrible teammate. Why, like, what's up with, why, like, why is everyone hard on the coach right now? Because you're an asshole to the coach. Like, it is you. You right. are the problem. Yeah. You are a fantastic basketball player, supremely gifted, more than most. Raw talent, more than most. But, man, like, attitude of a shitbird. And that's not going to win you a championship. So, if everyone on the team is kind of contending with you and they're not totally happy in their role, you're not going to win a championship. Right. And the, the thing right now, so where Harden is, is... The Rockets are going to trade him at some point. We don't know when, but he has formally requested a trade. It but seems inevitable. It, yeah, it's it's inevitable. I mean, because the Rockets do want to get value for him. Now, the thing about it is, by Harden being how he's being and acting how he is, he is decreasing his own value every single day. If he just stopped talking and being an asshole and just played, be fine. And maybe he will. Maybe he'll understand because here's the deal. The more he does that shit, look, the Rockets are still going to get good value for him from any team because James Harden is better than most players. Even though he's toxic, he's better than most players. I think some GMs in front offices will look at the situation and say, he's been in Houston too long. He Harden soured on the organization when they parted ways with Darren Morey and when they got a new coach and he wasn't consulted on it. Yep. So maybe he'll work on our franchise, right? Like People will still trade for James oh, Harden. Yeah. But it might not be anywhere he wants to go. No. <laughs> it's I still like Indiana. It's just like a dark horse. Just like, fuck you, James Harden. Because they have they have a decent amount of people they can send back in return. Yeah. It's like Victor Oladipo. We kind of brought up Utah also as being just like one of the worst spots for James Harden. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> and the Utah Jazz just got a new owner, actually. Yep. Who's like 42 years old. 
billionaire. He was actually looking at doing a bid for the Wolves yeah. at one point. There was a funny quote. Apparently his wife was like, yeah. you realize we're fans of the Jazz, right? <laughs> but good for the Jazz. Because they're going to stay in Utah. Because this guy's headquarters are in Provo. So, I know it's important to small market teams always finding an owner who wants to keep that organization where they are. So, good for Utah. Also, small note on um, NBA markets. Adam Silver yesterday came out and said that they are open to expansion. Not like next year, but in the future. Yeah, that's a money grab. I don't know if I like that, to be honest. I do. There's... Let me give you two markets right off the bat. First of all, we need the fucking Supersonics back. Yeah, hell, if there's an expansion and Seattle is not a part of it, every, everyone from Seattle is going to pilgrimage over to New York, across the country, and like burn down the NBA headquarters. Yes, that is correct. So <laughs> There's going to just be a march from Seattle to Secaucus. Even if it's just, even if it's just two teams... Here's my pitch. Seattle and Kansas City. I've also heard the pitch that it would be two teams in the West, and then you move the Grizzlies to the East, which kind of makes sense. But you like, could have KC be in the West. You could. Yeah. You I could. mean, Minnesota's in the West. I. It'd be kind of cool to have Vancouver back. But the Grizzlies moniker has already been moved to Memphis, yeah. so that gets a little trickier because the Supersonics are easy. Like, no one else is the Supersonics. You just bring them back. It would just be nice because, like, you have the Timberwolves, and then, like, everything else Midwest is east of Minnesota, right? Like, Chicago, and yep. Detroit, and um, Cleveland, and right? Like, so you have these teams that are all east of that. And so having KC would be more central. It would be nice to have another team yep. central. And Kansas City's a really cool city. I mean, they obviously have the Chiefs, who just won a fucking Super Bowl. Yep, and the Royals who won a World Series. Right, They're, somewhat recently. it's a good town. It's a smaller market, but I see it akin. I mean, I think it's well, it's a bigger city than Oklahoma City. I'm quite sure. So like, they could they could do it. I've heard rumors of St. Louis also. Yeah, yeah, but St. Louis lost the Rams. I don't know. Like, I feel like, but, but I mean, in Kansas City, you're competing with two other franchises. In St. Louis, you're not really. So right. maybe there's more of a draw there. If you can hear my cat meowing, it's because. James fucking Harden in the room over here threw a tissue box at her earlier. <sighs> threw the box at her to make her dance, Paul. <laughs> you danced her away. <laughs> Matt's um, really Matt's really good with women. <laughs> I try to be good with only one woman, and that's my wife. So you know, like, like she puts up with my shit, and she's fantastic. So shout out to me. Shout out to me. Um, okay, so look. Anyway, fuck James Harden. Um, also, fuck League Pass. Fuck NBA League Pass. Because the regular season has started. It has started. We're a game into the regular season. We live in Iowa, and we get just like the shittiest blackouts of anyone. Because our closest team by distance is the Timberwolves. Yep. And then there's Indiana. I think our blackouts are right in Minnesota, the Tim- Indiana, the and Timberwolves Chicago. are three and a half hours away. Yeah, speeding up I thirty five. Yep. And no, blacked out. Because, yeah, it's very reasonable, Fox Sports North, whatever you are, that we're going to drive three and a half hours on a Thursday night well, to go no, watch a game. And Fox Sports North isn't even the problem. It's like a network themselves. So Fox Sports North, shout out to Fox Sports North and all that fam, right? They're the regional sports network that broadcasts all the Timberwolves games. But Fox, as a bigger entity, shocker, has gotten greedy. So, like, I used to watch all the games on Hulu Live TV, because I don't have fucking cable or, um, you know, satellite, because I'm not back in <laughs> 2003. But they broadcast all the games. Awesome. Well, this October, late op- October, Fox decided to pull all of the regional sports networks off of the streaming services. Because they're assholes. Because fuck us. Because corporate greed, right? And so, <laughs> so then the natural next option would be, well... Let's go pay for League Pass. I would pay the monthly. And League Pass free. is expensive for what it is. It's too. like for one team, it's like nineteen bucks a month. But I would pay it for the Timberwolves to watch their games. And no, fuck me, I can't watch it because it's the blackout. Yeah, right? because they expect you to drive three and a half hours on a weeknight to go watch a game. Like it's it's just bad business because I would like you're not going to get my money from a ticket. 
Right. You're not going to get my money. So y- your only option is buy like an $80 cable package now to watch Fox Sports North. And wouldn't they get more money directly from me yeah. rather than having the whole cable deal? Man, like, when, it's just dumb. When the whole internet TV stuff started happening, you know, five years ago with Sling, it was like, cool, I'm going to pay 10 bucks a month I'm, and then I'm going to choose what channels I want. I'm just going to add on like, yeah, I'll pay five bucks a month for Fox Sports North. Great. Okay. Yeah. I also want HGTV because I'm a basic bitch. All right. Throw that in for two bucks. ESPN because I'm a dude. And then you're like 20 bucks in, you got everything you want. Nope. Now it's just like everything's bundled together. It's just cable again. Yeah, it is. And I, I think... We're not a little mini rant there. I think Sorry. The, <laughs> I, I do think though, Paul, the next evolution in that will be eventually you'll be able to choose your channel. Eventually. Maybe. You will, eventually, but it's going to be a long time. <laughs> 30 years from but now. But anyway, yeah, fuck League Pass. All we want to do is pay the NBA yeah. to watch like, games. Why am I complaining about not being able to fucking pay you to I, watch your games? I really hate it when companies make it difficult for me to give them money. Yeah, it, it's insane. I'm like, all I want to do is give you money, and yet you're making this as difficult as you can? You're a fucking business. You make money from me giving you money. Make it easy. Make it seamless. Let me give you money so I can see the product I want. Yeah. Period. That should be it. I want to consume your product. Let me pay you money. Also, while we're at it, fuck Ticketmaster. When we can Uh, actually go see things in person, fuck Ticketmaster. Because then you're like, cool, a $30 ticket. I got some good seats. And then Ticketmaster's like, you want a $40 service charge on that? Then you're like, no. I wanted a $30 ticket, not like a $70 because then I'm getting two. Fuck Ticketmaster. Yeah, fuck Ticketmaster. Fuck everything. NBA, make it easy for us to give you money. We want to see your games. We'll, we're willing to give you money. Just let that happen. Yeah, um, NBA, because I'm I'm still not convinced that some of our listeners aren't NBA people. I'm just going to tell myself that to like make myself feel good that maybe there's somebody in the internet who gives a sh- like any sort of a shit about what we say. They probably don't. But... <laughs> If you're listening, NBA, anybody out there, too real. Maybe next season, because again, this is a shortened 72 game pandemic season, kind of crazy. Yep. The last season was nuts with the bubble, yada yada. Interesting okay. stuff. Right. This season, have your peeps who deal with all of your programming and all that stuff, have them figure out a better subscription thing. Enhance League Pass, call it a new name. People will fucking pay for it, for sure. So, that's my two cents, NBA. I don't ever think I told you this. Back when I lived in Atlanta, uh, TNT handles all of the League Pass streaming stuff right now. They handle it just from a contract from yeah. the NBA. So they're based in Atlanta. I put in a job application to the to TNT to work on their like digital NBA side. Oh. And never heard back. Yeah. So. God fuck damn em. it, Shaq. Fuck what em. the fuck? I was just going to go in there and be like, guns blazing like, fuck you guys, fuck you guys. Let's redo all of it, you know redo everything because it all sucks yeah and never got the chance Shaq he vetoed it <laughs> Shaq's like man fuck this guy <laughs> Shaq's like this guy didn't sign up for the general <laughs> he doesn't have enough experience <laughs> god I do not do a good Shaq uh, so speaking about giving out money we yeah. want to give money to the NBA the NBA's oh, been giving out shit tons of money lately Rookie contract extensions Rookie happen. Rookie contract ex- Okay, so this happens every year. And, like, look, cap stuff is weird this year with Cause, COVID. Cause you're looking and, at, yeah, and you look ahead yeah. also, and next year's free agent class isn't great. And so teams are more willing to lock up their current players now. Right. So there's a whole bunch of things that play into this. It's not always just strictly, like, this player is worth this amount of money every year. There's a lot of things. Who should we start with? Who do you think... Should we start with the best or the worst? I'm. I mean, okay. Let Let's start with Let's start with the big. Let's start with the big one. So earlier in the year, the Utah Jazz um, extended Donovan Mitchell, Supermax, yep. which of course Donovan Mitchell is fantastic. So he's great. They just completed their future by extending Rudy Gobert. It wasn't quite a Supermax, but it was more than the max. He got five years. 205 mil. Which is a lot, but based off of all of these players that we're going to go through, that's honestly probably the best contract. And it's in his prime, Um, but he he is what he is, right? Top five defensive player in the league. Not a great offensive player, but his value is in defense. Yep. I did read it's the largest contract ever given out to a center. 
And part of that's just inflation. Yes. Right. Like, obviously he's not the best center of all time, so that's why. But it's still kind of crazy to think about that as of right now, Rudy Gobert has the largest contract for a center in NBA history. That makes sense. But he is a very good defensive player. Kind of limited on offense, but does enough. Yeah. He works within the system. You're right. When it first came out, I was like, oh, holy shit, Rudy Gobert. Yeah, then, then all these other names came and were like, wow, that actually looks pretty good. That's good value for but, Utah. But dude, five, so five years, $205 million is $41 million a, a year. $41 million a, a year. That's a lot. Um, we can go. So Kyle Kuzma signed. Actually, this to me is probably also. This, this might be the best value deal to me, honestly. It might be. Uh, three years, forty million dollars. Player and option the third year. I think that's a great deal for both sides. Yeah, because if if he plays really well, he's going to be underpaid, and then he has the player option, so it's really just a two year contract. He'll still be in his prime. He can earn big bucks then. If things kind of fall apart, it's and, a two year player option and, and the he third, beca- and he becomes the seventh best player yeah. on the Lakers, and it's whatever. He's still got forty million dollars from this contract locked up. And then, and the Lakers aren't shelling out. Look, and um, he'll get another contract for a smaller amount after that, right? But whatever Morris Twin is in is, is on the clip <laughs> is on the Clippers is getting paid fucking sixteen million dollars for the next two years, right? That's insane. Like Kuzma is such a good value for for that money. Yeah, but he is still kind of an unknown because he went from being an offensive focus player last year. He was kind of a defensive focus player, and so now it's like. You don't quite know what you're getting going forward. So I don't think it's a bad deal for both sides. I don't know what team was going to give Kyle Kuzma more than that. And more flexibility, too. I like that deal. Uh, Let's just stay in the city of L.A. Luke Kennard for the Clippers got 64 mil over four years. We were both kind of like, what? Luke Kennard's a good player. He's fine. Right, but now you have Luke Kennard and whatever Morris twin is there. Which for thir- <laughs> those two players are locking up 32 million cap space. That's and that's bad. That's where it becomes a problem. That's what's so tough in the NBA. You hand out two bad contracts, and all of a sudden you're like, I, I can't build a team anymore. Like I'm stuck. Well, and Paul George signed the max extension with the Clippers. Yep. The Clippers are locking up contracts, and that's not good for them because if they don't if they don't do Magic this year, it's going to be bad. Kawhi can opt out, so he can go wherever he wants. That's Lakers. Dude, the worst case scenario for the Clippers is that Kawhi leaves, and they're stuck with Paul George, Luke Kennard, and whichever Morris twin is on there. That's a bad team. Well, the worst case is Kawhi leaves and goes to the Lakers. Right. I mean, that's what I'm saying, though, is because then the Clippers can't replace him. Right. Like, you just lost Kawhi Leonard. But especially if it's the Lakers, that's a blow. That's and Kawhi just... wanted to play in the Lakers in the beginning. Right. I think he just wanted to play for L.A. But, I mean, if you're making max money and you're still playing in the city you want to play in, maybe it's not the most ideal, but, like, that's still really good. I mean, if Kawhi... Well, and honestly, if you get to play with LeBron and AD... Dude, you're winning championships. That's so. If Kawhi ends up going to, I, mean, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but if he went to the Lakers, I mean, how many could they win in a row? Well, depends on age. I mean, Kawhi's got a degenerative knee, so he's is unclear how long he's going to be able to play. LeBron's like 37. <laughs> yeah, but he keeps looking younger ever, or like like not getting older. Yeah, right? but he's, he's going to run out of magic elixir at some point. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, yes, probably, it's, but he's I, already defied everything. Yeah. Oh, it, it's terrible odds to bet against LeBron. Yeah. But it's even worse odds to bet against Father Time. Yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> someday. Yes. At some point. Because, I mean, you want to say like three in a row, but LeBron would be 40 at that point? Like well, that, they just uh, here's what I'm saying. If they let's they just won one, I'm gonna assume let's say they'll win another this next year. If Kawhi went there the year after, they could get at least two more, probably. Yeah. Maybe maybe three. Dude, you got like 39 year old LeBron James coming off the bench or something. No, Ooh. he would play. He would he would play starters minutes, but like less. That's true. Who am I? That was stupid. Come LeBron on. James is never. He's coming never off coming off the fucking bench. But then you have AD <laughs> more. Stupid. You have AD more in his prime too, right? He's like AD's just starting to get 
into his prime. Yep. So then you can put the load more on AD. You have still LeBron who's like honestly, look, Michael Jordan's the goat, but LeBron to it, me probably has the high, best basketball IQ of all time. He's it, like he's a wizard. In, it's insane. He's a wizard. It's insane. It's it's incredible. And he's probably he's at least still top 10 athleticism in the NBA. Yeah. For being like 35, 36. And God, dude, we haven't talked this much about LeBron since the Lakers were in the finals. It's okay. It is okay. <laughs> it's, it's deserved. Anyway, okay, so Kennard, yeah, I, I don't like that deal. I think it's, yeah, like I said, the Clippers are locking into too many big contracts. And they're gonna, It's going to fuck them in the end. Uh, let's stay in the West. Derek White for the Spurs signed a four-year $73 million extension. I was reading Spurs fans online because I didn't watch a lot of Spurs basketball. <clears throat> they were saying that Derek White was their best overall player. Even more so than LaMarcus Aldridge. Okay. I didn't watch a lot. That's also very homerish of them after just giving out a bunch of money. Yes. So it's kind of like you talking yourself into contract extensions for your team. Like, oh, giving Andrew Wiggins the max wasn't the worst idea it's in the not, world. He's still growing. Yeah, he's still like, getting better. And you're like, yeah. He's terrible. Right. <laughs> Derek, Derek White in four years may look like a steal. It, or it in might. two years, it might be like, oh, Jesus Christ. Can you believe we signed him to that? Money? Oh, man. Yeah, we should have given that money to someone else. Yeah. What were we doing? We thought this guy was the real deal, and he's not. I'm not I'm not entirely sold on that, but I also haven't I haven't dived into the Spurs enough to know. So speaking of $73 million, Over four years, OG Ananobi, which is, I would rather have OG than Derek White. 100%. Oh, OG is a good player. I don't hate that deal. It's it's a lot of money, but I I don't hate that deal. That I can get behind that. Yeah, because that was kind of in the expected range. Like if if you asked me to write down some numbers before all these extensions got signed, I would have given about that range for OG and Anobi. Derek White, I would have said like three years for like forty. Right. You know the Kyle Kuzma deal, basically. Well, and that's the crazy thing. I mean, again, I, I I'm with you. I don't know a lot about Derek White, but. Kuz is getting three for 40 and four for 73 Yeah, for Derek White. That's, the, that's a lot. And it's the, it's the exact same contract that OG Ananobi got. So it's very easy to do a comparison one-to-one. And I would rather have, I mean, maybe in four years we're wrong. We we we're, could be. Well, right now we're not. <laughs> right now we're not. Uh, the last two to talk about are oh. both on the Orlando Magic. Ooh. Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz, who's had a very tumultuous NBA career so far, yes. including completely forgetting how to shoot after being the number one overall draft pick and then being traded, which is generally unheard of unless you're terrible. Yeah. Uh, three years, $50 million. So that's a, that's a bet that Markel Fultz is going to be a good player. And again, compared to Kuz, that's 10 mil more than Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma has shown already... Currently, he's a, a better player than Markel Fultz. I would agree with that. Markel Fultz has gotten better. He's returning more to his college days, but that's not that's not like great. It's, well, he was a number one draft pick, and there's a lot that comes along with that. Yeah, I mean, it, this is this is one where in three years, if he is fully what we expected Markel Fultz to be, his next contract will be even larger than this one. Yes, it could also crash and burn he could be out of the league in three years i don't know if it'll be that extreme but if if he just like forgets how to shoot again or regresses his shot it's he's going to become a backup point guard like he's just going to become a michael carter williams who's also on the magic type of player who's like you just don't guard me outside the three-point line all i do is drive so that's kind of a bad one. The other one is Jonathan Isaac. Four years, $80 million. Jonathan Isaac is a nice player. He is just hurt a lot. All the time. And that's a problem. Like, availability is a skill. James Harden, for all his flaws, is available. Yep. He might be in Vegas the night before, partying it up. But he shows up on the court, and that's why his teammates, up until this point, haven't had a problem with him. Right. And it's, it's not Jonathan Isaac's fault. Like, you know, James Harden chooses to go to Vegas. Jonathan Isaac doesn't choose to tear an ACL. It just, it happens. Like, there, there comes a point where you're just injury prone. And That's he is, correct. He is injury prone. 
and so early in his career. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That's a lot of money. I mean, he's already out for this entire season. So this contract is going to kick in basically blindly, hoping that he's fully recovered. He's able to make progress on his skills also, like in the offseason after rehabbing. And then 20 mil a year. So I'm, yeah, I'm not sold on that one either. The Magic are going to be in a tough position. Because they just gave Markel Fultz and a injured Jonathan Isaac a lot of money. I won't be surprised if they trade off their good pieces. Honestly, like... They might... this If neither of these two pan out, it's going to force them into a rebuild. I mean, Vukovic is a valuable player yeah, still. Yeah, they're, they're going to trade him for picks, probably. Aaron Gordon, obviously, is a very valuable trade player. Him, trade him for picks. Yeah. Because the other thing I don't like about this is, let's say the best-case scenario happens. Right, two years from now, Markel Fultz is great. He's on a, the contract looks like great value. Jonathan Isaac's playing like world class defense. You're still, your peak is like, the fourth seed in the East with that team, maybe. And, and that's what that's what you're locking into. Like, it feels like a gamble with risk, but little reward. And that's what I don't like about it. It's not like when the Bucks went all in for Drew Holiday and they're like, "Fuck it, we're giving up our future." This is who we want because we believe with Drew Holiday, we can win a championship. Yep, and it'll keep Giannis here. There's more things there. Yeah, I mean, the Magic's gamble is not, hey, we want to keep a top three player in the NBA. They're just like, right. we just want to make the playoffs. We just like desperately want to make the playoffs, and we think we can do that with the players who have made the eighth seed for like three years in a row. We're going to throw money at it and see if it sticks. It's just, Basically. It's not a great gamble. I don't like the strategy. I think it's a poor front office move, personally. Yeah. And maybe their front office is under the... Just, like, the wrath of ownership to always make the playoffs and always gunning for playoffs. Because that, that does happen. You know, the weird thing about the Magic, too, is the players, how they have their side gig, where they sell these, like, really interesting, like, off-brand energy drinks and, like, nuts and different, like, energy bars and candy bars to people and... Then they like invite people to get like three friends to be in on it, and they want their three friends to get three more people to be in on it. It's just like the weirdest thing, honestly. The fuck are you talking about? My joke is that the Magic are owned by fucking Amway people. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a pyramid scheme MLM joke. By the way, fuck MLMs. Fuck MLMs trying to hide that they're not MLMs because we will fucking figure out that you are a goddamn MLM. Stop trying to look all savvy and cool on fucking Instagram with the Utah people and nothing, no offense to Mormons like inherently, but like going it, all on Instagram with your cool it, it's shit. A, and like, it's, a thing. it's a thing, right? Like stop, stop with the fucking essential oil bullshit. Stop with the fucking cool purse here. Cool selling you this kind of thing there. Make up this. Uh, cleaning product that whatever it's all a fucking joke <laughs> quick tip if a company has in their faq section on their website is this a pyramid scheme it's probably a pyramid scheme legit companies don't have to answer no we're not a pyramid scheme because they're not structured like a fucking triangle it, they, <laughs> if you have to recruit people underneath you and then the company's like no it it's an mlm it's not a pyramid scheme and then they draw you a diagram and it's a fucking triangle, it's a pyramid scheme. So, like, both Paul and I, and this is not really a plug, but both Paul and I use this cleaning product called Force of Nature. Shout out to Force of Nature. Shout out, it's great. And it's, like, this really cool technology. They don't sell it in stores because of the technology. You, you can't. It's not shelf-stable to sell in stores because the product wouldn't stay good enough to clean how it cleans for long enough. It's a whole science thing that I don't have to get into. But... Basically, like, that's just a good company. And it's a good product. Yeah. And, they, and there's no strings attached. They, they just, just they sell, sell the product. Direct. Right. They sell direct, right? Right. It's not, I, oh, hey, you need, to, you need to do this cool force of nature thing. And then, hey, you should get your three friends to, to start selling force of nature too. And we're going to have these little force of nature parties and da, 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 da. No, it's like, we have a good product. Buy our product. Give us money. We'll give you a good product. I found out about it from you guys. Because uh, you were spraying it on your kid's pacifier. Yep. And I'm like, why are you just spraying water? Because I couldn't see what was in the bottle. And you were like, oh, no, it's actually this thing. And so I just got on and ordered it myself. You weren't like, 
let me tell you the joys of this cleaning product. And for only three payments of $40, you can have it at a discount, and then you get your friends to sign up. There's nothing like that. Like, I just got on no, and ordered it myself. They're just a company. Yeah. It sells just, a good product. You just buy it. And nowhere on their website does it say, is this a triangle? Like, is this a pyramid scheme? Because they don't have to. Also, the other industry that's gotten into being pyramid schemish, which is really interesting, is the chiropractic industry. Chiropractics are... Yeah, that's a mixed bag right there. Well, we have um, a dear friend who is a neurologist, and he basically is telling us that chiropractic is a bunch of horse shit, witch doctor shit. He's fixed more problems with patients than have been solved with chiropractic. And anyway, they're like an MLM, though. They're like... Oh, if you sign up for this monthly thing, we have this wellness program. We have this. We have that. Oh, you should take these supplements and you should do this diet. It's like, fuck off. If you ask a chiropractor if they're a doctor, they'll tell you yes. If you ask a medical doctor like at a, at a hospital or a clinic, if chiropractors are doctors, they'll probably tell you no. And that's a pretty strong disconnect. Yes. If that's a problem. <laughs> I would probably trust the medical doctor in the hospital. Yes. <laughs> yeah, my other problem with chiropractors, kind of like the essential oil MLMs, is right. they're like, we'll fix literally anything. They're like, like I have allergies, right? So I, I get allergy shots from an allergist. Chiropractors are like, oh, yeah, you're a, you know, your back's out of alignment. It's causing this and this and the signals to your brain, and we can fix that. And I'm just like, I don't know, man, like, you're, claim, you're claiming to fix everything that's wrong with the human They say body. they can fix, like, depression and anxiety and all that kind of shit. And it's yeah. like, okay, I mean... It can start to get dangerous when you start talking about stuff like that. And it doesn't work. So anyway, fuck MLMs. That was a nice little segment. Yeah, I forgot how we got on that. Oh, the Amway, Amway joke. Yep, fuck the DeVos family. Fuck... Yeah, like, for so many reasons, fuck the yeah. DeVos family. Fucking up our education system. Yep. Fuck them all. Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> we also wanted to talk about the chemistry in the NBA. As we were talking about with James Harden, and he's <laughs> basically berating his teammates right now and just telling them all to fuck off because he doesn't care about them. Chemistry matters when you're trying to win a title in the NBA. So much. LeBron, for all his faults, has been a good chemistry player. Yeah. The chemistry leader in the locker room. I think he learned it, honestly... From Dwayne Wade. When he was in Miami. Because that first year in Miami was toxic. It was it was rough. They were assholes. But, like, I think from D. Wade's leadership, from then on, it was like, okay, we're going to win. And, honestly, that's one of the reasons to have good vets on your team. That's why the Heat still have Udonis Haslam on the team. It's just the chemistry in the locker room. Like, rookies come in. They want to take a lot of shots. The vets want all their shots. There's a lot of balance. It's a lot of just managing emotions. And... Vets really help with that. And that's just team chemistry and team building. And the thing about Udonis Haslam that's so unique, especially as a big man, is, you know, he was around for Wilt Chamberlain's rookie season, which is crazy because, you know, he's been through 70 NBA seasons. He's. (laughs) (laughs) What? Are we talking about the same guy? (laughs) I'm saying two really good jokes and you're not getting it, Paul. It's it's unfortunate. (laughs) No, Udonis Haslam is old. Like, he looks older than he is. Right. Just because he has the like really awesome white beard hair stuff, which is cool. <laughs> it is pretty dope. Shout out to Udon. I, I love Udonis Haslam. Oh, I love like, Udonis Haslam. Man, he's, like especially in his prime, one of the top players I do not want to fuck with. He was oh, no. hard. He, oh, yeah. he was, oh, he still is. Like him with Zoe and those guys. Like uh, Oh, yeah, no. 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 Nope. I'm good. Uh, yeah, Udonis Haslam's awesome. But that was a that was a old NBA player joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe our listeners are smarter than I am. Though. Like saying that, you know, Vince Carter is so old, he came over on the Mayflower and learned to play basketball <laughs> or something. Or he was in the room with James Naismith when he created <laughs> created basketball, right? Like something like that. But anyway, chemistry is very important. We've already touched on Miami just with Udonis Haslam being there and just the heat culture. The heat culture is, is such a thing. And it I mean, matters. Like it brings out the best in the players. But it's not just, you know, and again, as a Timberwolves fan, Jimmy Butler was so toxic. And a lot of that was Tom Thibodeau, which, yep. foreshadowing another team we'll talk about. But <laughs> but Jimmy Butler was part of that toxicity, honestly. He played into yeah. it with Tom with, with Tibbs. Mm-hmm. But 
Pat Riley starts with well, really, it starts with Mickey Arison. He's like he's a pretty good owner. He's, I mean, I don't yeah, know if he's the greatest guy, but he's definitely invested in the team and in the culture. Yes. So it starts with him and Pat Riley. They are yep. like in sync. And then Eric Spolstra is, I think, probably one of the best. I, I think he has some of the best leadership qualities in a coach in the entire league. And he just he bought into the Heat culture. And then he just kind of like pushes that yeah, out he, to all the players. I mean, he started as a video coordinator twenty five years ago, back in the day. Crazy, and he's he's only there because Pat Riley basically forced him to stay there because LeBron and I think Bosch maybe too, but at least LeBron wanted Spolster replaced when he came into Miami, and Riley was like, "No, Spolster was the coach. You're." You're LeBron, but you're not, you know, making demands around here. And he was right. And he was right. But a lot of that's culture, and that adds to the chemistry. And it's not just Udonis Haslam. I mean, Jimmy Buckets has bought into it. Yeah. Bam has bought into it. Yep. Goran Dragic. I mean, all those guys have just bought into it. And I, I, I to me, they have the best chemistry currently in the NBA. I think close it's, behind yeah. is probably the Lakers, which again, I hate to say, cause I hate giving the Lakers so much praise, Yo, but you look, we talked about LeBron a lot. And Dwight, I mean, Dwight Howard's not there anymore, right? <laughs> Fuck Dwight Howard. No. So like, it's going to be even better this year. I mean, you, they brought it. Dennis Schroeder's an interesting guy, but like, he'll be fine. I think he's matured. Yes. But like Marcus Gasol, great, great teammate, right? Great. Brought back KCP. Yeah. Um, K- Kuzma's there. Kuzma's and he's there, like, Kuzma bought into defense last year because right. that's what they needed him to do. They're going to be fine. like And their chemistry is going to be even better this yeah. year. They lost Danny Green, who's a, he's a good you know teammate, but they do, have, they do have one of the Morris twins. So, dark horse for chemistry upset there. Yeah, that'd be fine. <laughs> the Trojan horse Morris twin. But again, it's not like Harden where Harden's the star and the focal point of the franchise. Like It's like with Dwight Howard last year. Like Dwight Howard's just a fucking clown. Yeah. So, like, he doesn't... He was playing backup center minutes. And clowning around in the playoffs. Oh, look at me. I'm tough. I'm Dwight Howard. And you're like, okay, you're sitting behind JaVale McGee right now. Like, sit down. I was scared of you 11 years ago, but Right. 11 years ago, like, fuck. Now? Whatever. Uh, Golden State would also be a really good chemistry team. And a lot of that comes from Steph. Steph, he's a selfless leader. Yeah, I, I... I think it comes from Steve Kerr. I think that's where it starts. I mean, I think a lot of it comes from stuff, but Steve Kerr it is it comes from both of them. Because Steph Steph is a really really good. He could he could be the James Harden diva if he wanted to. Like he's that good of a player. Steve Kerr. A lot of a lot of it's Steph though. Like Steve Kerr's not on the floor making the passes and things like that. Steph Curry is is a willing passer. Like he'll give up the ball, Clay yes, can shoot it. Someone else can shoot it. He'll drive in, kick it out. I think the most important thing is those two are very. I, I keep saying in sync, but it's the truth. I mean, they're very in sync with each other. They understand each other. They have mutual respect for each other, which is yep. huge. But and you're right, and a lot of it's just the and the ownership being on board too. You know, and making sure that Steve Kerr is there, and they hire the right coach for their player. But a lot of it, a lot of it comes from Steph, also. Uh, those, those are my picks for the best chemistry teams in the NBA. Yeah, I can't really. The Mavs might be another one. Denver also has really good chemistry. Denver also, like especially in the playoffs, that was awesome. Their chemistry was that, great when they is, came down three-one two times. You, yeah, I mean, you have to be able to play together to do that. Yep, twice. And Malone's a good coach. Yeah, Jokic. A lot of to me, a lot of it comes down to passing. Yeah, it's like Jokic being a willing passer opens up a lot of other people, and then they're getting their touches because that's really what people want, right? They want touches, they want shots because that's how you get paid. Well, that's why I think Jokic and Murray are such a good pair because Jokic is such a willing passer, and Murray's like. Give me the fucking ball. Let me shoot it. Let me shoot it. And Mur- but I mean, Murray will pass it too. Yes, of course. But like, he wants to be the like. Jokic is consistent throughout his whole game. He'll hit great shots throughout the game. But at the end of game situations, at the game on the line, Jamal Murray wants the fucking ball. Do you remember in the in the bubble when Michael Porter Jr. had the quote about 
oh, I think some of us need more touches. And he was talking about himself. Because he had like two shots one game or something. He was a rookie. He's fine. But that's where some of the chemistry issues start to come in. Is when a a member of the team isn't feeling like they're getting their due. And they're like, I need more than two shots. Like, I'm too good to only be taking two shots. And you're like, okay, you know what? That game maybe you only had that. Next game you're going to get your share. Like, it's an ebb and flow situation. And you're right though. It's the Nuggets credit. They basically snuffed that out. We're like, look, if you have a problem, keep it internal. We're going to work this out. But and he got more touches. He did, and but he earned them also. Well, that's yeah. And and Jamal like Jamal Murray is currently a far better NBA player than Michael Porter Jr. It's just right. That's how it is right now. But that's it's stuff like that that where like the rifts of bad chemistry right. like can start, and if it's not handled, it can escalate and grow, yeah. and then it's just like, and the team's dysfunctional right now, you know. Everyone's basically turned into Jordan Clarkson, and they just want their own shot. <sighs> uh, the worst chemistry teams, the Rockets, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even need to say more about that because we've covered it's it. It's already 20, been covered. I feel like. The Nets are kind of a, a weird chemistry team. We just watched the Nets-Warriors game. It's opening night. <laughs> and spoiler alert, the Nets beat the shit out of the Warriors, and they looked really good, and their chemistry looked good. But... Yeah. But, but, we big, just got big done but. saying chemistry is important, and then our worst, <laughs> the second worst chemistry team just be like the third best chemistry team. Yeah, but it's one game, and again, I don't trust Kyrie Irving. He is toxic. I don't trust him. Yeah, by the, by the end of the season, the Nets could be a million different ways. Yes. Who knows what's happening there? The Knicks are, they have, they said bad chemistry. No one wants to be there. No one wants to be there. They don't know what their identity is, and they have fucking Tom Thibodeau, who right. is an absolute... He is a bad coach. Yeah. He, it, he's, it has been proven that he cannot handle the responsibilities of He's a toxic of being personality. A head he's, coach. He, yeah. He should be an assistant coach. Yeah. Give him the defensive responsibilities, have him do that, but I mean, he really, honestly, I, he, I don't know if he'll get a job in the league after this gig when it's done. Just Well, he won't need a job because he's getting paid right now. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's their chemistry is not good. It's <laughs> nope. Uh, the Kings' chemistry is also pretty bad. Again, it's, they don't know their identity. They don't yeah, know who they're trying to be. It's just it's it's they're, they're discombobulated. A Knicks, they're a Knicks with some better players. Yes, but they still don't know who and a better owner. I mean, <laughs> you can't get worse than yeah. James Dolan. Although the the Kings' owner did propose. <laughs> Only having four people play offense and having one stand back as cherry picker on defense. <laughs> that was a legit proposal from the Kings owner. Well, he's also the guy who coached his, was it daughters? I don't remember this yeah. story. So I remember when he first bought the Kings. He coached his daughters because he's like into, is he software? Yeah, I think he's a tech guy. Um, Ronadive, right? Yeah. Is that how you say it? And Vivek. Yeah, Vivek or something like that, Ronadive. Yeah, he so he coached his daughter's basketball team and basically figured out like it was some sort of like equation or some sort of thing he did. Algorithm. Yeah, algorithm that where he figured out that like, okay, we're just gonna play lockdown fucking defense like crazy and we'll win games. They I, I wanna say I don't know if they went undefeated, but they like won the championship in their league. And the scores were like Eight to six, <laughs> like ten to eight. It doesn't work in the NBA. Seven like to that. five, right? But like, it was just this really weird concept. So that doesn't surprise me. He put it, he's put out some other wacky things, but like it was just this way that was yeah terrible to watch. But like they won. Yeah, it is kind of a a software bros thing, right? It's, not to be sexist, but it's just kind of the culture. But software bros are sexist. Eh, uh, not you, but no. Software bros. Yeah. Especially in California. Yeah. That's a problem. But yeah, to be like, oh, here's this like loophole and we're going to exploit it. Exactly. And then we're going to just like exploit it to the extreme. And that's how we're going to get rich. And like, that's how you're going to win a championship. And it just doesn't work that way in basketball. The stuff with Vladi Divac and like all that was just, it was, I don't know. They, they're, they don't know who they want to be. They're no. in limbo and we'll, we'll see. Yeah. It's just it. Some of the worst chemistry teams are teams that know they're just not going to make the playoffs. 
just entering the season, they're like, we're bad. I know you'd mentioned this like when we talked about this earlier, and it's not on your list, but Chicago could be one. I mean, they don't have yeah. Jim Boylan anymore, thank oh God, because he's the worst. But They were probably the worst chemistry team under Jim Boylan. I mean, they had Billy Donovan. so they, he's, like, they hated each Billy other. Billy Donovan is a good coach. He's a good coach. So we'll see what happens. I mean, we'll see if the Chicago curse stands and he's just fucked because, like, Tibbs left and then Hoiberg came. Hoiberg is a good coach, but it just didn't work out. No, I mean, not every coach is meant for the pro level either. And Jim Boylan was a terrible coach. Awful. I hope he doesn't get a job again in the NBA. Man, that, that team was just bad. And he was just, he's so problematic. Oh, my goodness. He's that so chemistry. problematic. When you're getting leaks about your practices and how much players just like hate your practices and stuff, you're in a bad spot as an organization. Yep. Like that doesn't happen unless multiple people are like calling up reporters on the side afterwards and they're like, "Hey, uh, this is actually terrible." <laughs> like it's that's a really bad state to be in. Yeah. Hopefully the Bulls get better just for Bulls fans' sake, but it's uh it is possible they end up Pretty pretty low on the chemistry list. Yeah, organization's also. not great right now, but that wraps it up for the show. We've covered everything. The regular season is upon us. So. Yeah, I mean, Golden State and, and Brooklyn just played. Uh, the LA teams are playing right now. Yep. Uh, Christmas Day coming up in just Christmas a few days. Day. Super excited for that. Mad my teams play tomorrow night for the first time in a long time. So, who do the Hawks play? I'm trying to remember. They play somebody. Is I it want, the Kings? I, I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, I, someone I know they play at 7 o'clock. Great, I think. Well, the Wolves play the Pistons. So, Jesus Christ, if the Wolves don't win against the fucking Pistons, who just have... The Pistons are going to be bad. They're, I mean, yeah, their roster is is bad. Like, just unless Blake Griffin goes off for like 40 points. I think they have the worst roster in the league. I do. Like, even, like, Charlotte has at least some talent. The, Sacramento has at least some talent. I think the, they have the, the Cavs. The Cavs and the Knicks. The Cavs at least have Kevin Love. So maybe the Knicks are with, but Detroit is. The, Nick, the Knicks roster is bad. I mean, yeah, the Cavs have Kevin Love and Colin Sexton. Like. I mean, they're fine, but, like, I don't. Right, but, I don't know. I'm but not, Detroit is bad. I'm not totally sure. They have Derrick Rose Sexton. and Blake Griffin. And Jeremy Grant, who's a good player, but I don't think that was a good decision for him to sign there. No. No. We'll <clears> see. <throat> Knowing the Timberwolves will probably lose by two points. Atlanta will play the Kings and lose by, like, four points. So. Welcome to the 2021 season. Ready to be let down again. Ready to be let down and have <laughs> our hearts broken again. All right. Well, I guess that's it for our show. I'm Matt. I'm Paul. Thanks for watching Basketballers. Listening to Basketballers. We're, 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 not, we're not a video. Thanks for listening to Basketballers. <laughs>